about five years ago, we asked Charlie Munger, we were sitting right there when he thought of Bitcoin, and he said, rat poison. Uh, back then, it was about $100 plus dollars per Bitcoin. Today, it's 9000 Is it still rat poison? Well, probably rat poison squared. Yo, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Nick and Griff Show. Public service announcement, don't forget to remind your friends and family that one Bitcoin will always be one Bitcoin. Now let's dive in. Today is Monday, December 5th. It is 6.51 p.m. Griff, we are here on a Monday because we did not film this weekend, but we were talking before we started. Here's where the conversation continues, Griff. I wanted to talk a little bit about sales because I think sales and Bitcoin really have a lot of similarities and principles, right? Uh, it, depending, I guess, on your industry and what your ethics are. Um, my thought was here connecting the technicality of workouts, right, of a workout of a lift and the manual side of that, right? You have to do it and use your brain to do it the right way, I think sales is very much the same. And I'm really feeling it right now in what we're doing uh, with Ascend to Commercial Builders here in Tulsa. And that is, uh, you know, in a time right now in this part, uh, this part of the year in December, it's December 5th, everything is like super slow right now as far as new jobs that are out to bid. Um, and we have, we have been using this time intentionally to go out and, and really get out and connect with new people, um, bringing little gifts around, you know, just trying to, to be out in the community doing stuff and, and building real true relationships. Um, and this is long-term, right? We're, we're playing a long-term game. And so what we've been doing is going to all these different events. There's all these groups all over Tulsa. There's architecture groups, there's real estate investment groups, there's builder groups, there's all these different like big organizations and so we'll go get connected, meet some new people, reach out. Hey, let's go grab a beer. Let's go get lunch. Let's go grab coffee, whatever it may be. Go meet with these people, have a, you know, an hour long, sit down, you know, hang out, chat for an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. Get to know people. You know, the good relationships stick and the ones that don't really match super well don't really stick. Right. They kind of just fade off and we just go separate ways. No big deal. But it's been interesting I've been seeing that over the past couple of months, um, and I know that you are also a sales guy, and I thought that you might appreciate that. But let's think about some principles of Bitcoin that I think transfer over <clears throat> that reflect a lot of the, the principles of sales. Let's think about this. So uh, one thing I hit on was time preference, right? Am I doing something for an instant gratification or am I doing something to play the long term, right? Am I valuing now more than I'm valuing the future is the question. Um, let's think of another one. I, I guess you could say uh, integrity, right? Honesty. We're going out to build real relationships. We, we know that we offer a great product uh, and great service for our product. Um, and so we know what we're selling is good and is going to help people. So, uh, so that's good. It's just a matter of getting connected, right? And, and building relationships, finding the jobs. And uh, let's think, what, what are some others that you can think of uh, principles of Bitcoin that transfer to sales? I don't, I mean, like in regards to those process of sales, yeah, I mean, like just being consistent and having a process and starting a process somewhere and doing something every day consistently, 
Yeah. Uh, the more consistently you do that, the more consistent you are with your customers, the more consistent your service, you know, regardless of your product, you can only control your process in the sale and you have to control, like you have to be self-aware of what environment you're in and you have to do your best and understand your product in your industry. But it's about building a process, you know what I'm saying? Like Bitcoin. So every 10 minutes, man, it's like, how many calls did you do? How many days did you stay in bed? How many days did you actually take off? How many days did you go try and grow the business as much as you managed your business? Um, yeah, there's like a lot of similar, but there's also a lot of, yeah, like in regards to the sales process of like the salesman and like what it takes to be successful in a role of sales. Yeah, like sure. But I think that's probably for everything in life, like consistency, consistency and like the amount of consistency Bitcoin has makes it trustless. So when I think about sales in industries like healthcare or uh, general contracting or logistics, it's in my opinion, it's like the sales process. It's almost like it's a lot of trust. You know, it's about building trust with the customer, which is really anti Bitcoin. If you think about it, you know, like there's a lot of times and I know you're in industries where you're like, man, we would be way better for this job. And this other guy is getting it because he has this relationship or this company's getting this business because they're bigger and they trust them more than they trust you. So trust is a thing. Bitcoin, there's no trust. Like, that's what I'm saying. Bitcoin, there's consistency to a point where it's like, that's kind of the whole thing. You don't have to even trust anything. So from a sales process standpoint, Bitcoin has a wonderful analogies to what it takes to be successful as a salesman. But in my opinion, like sales as a whole, don't get me wrong. There needs to be customer service. There needs to be people who are willing to go spread the good technology. There needs to be competition because you have to think about this from a customer standpoint. You know, they want a product. This one's the highest quality, but it's most expensive. This one is cheaper, um, but it gets the job done. Uh, and then sure. in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to have competition in the marketplace. Yeah. Uh but there's also situations where it's like things are not as transparent. There's a lot of trust played into it. Um, and ultimately, trust is why things will fail because you'll trust somebody and eventually they're not like Bitcoin. They're not consistent anymore. They fail you. They fail your business. They fail everything. So sales to a point is not Bitcoin. But yes, yeah, so if you're good at your job and your company's good at sales, uh, it'll kind of be like Bitcoin. Maybe it starts out a little slow or maybe it's not as easy to acquire the people you want because people buy Bitcoin at the price they want. People will partner with you. If your product's good enough, people will partner with you when they want, essentially. It's more of a matter of time than actually selling them on something. So then back to it, you as a company want to be like Bitcoin. You want to build something that is almost trustless to the customer, something to the point where, once you hook them up to it, it's everything the salesman can promise. But from a company standpoint or like a buyer standpoint, sales is like you want those four types of different. You want like the most expensive, highest quality to like the lowest and like getting the job done kind of thing. But you still like there's a lot of markets where it's not you know, lowest price getting the job done. It's lowest price getting scammed. There's trust and like trust sucks and trust doesn't work out in my opinion, like very often. So that's where I'm like, oh, it's mm. not like Bitcoin. So yes, from a buyer standpoint, not like Bitcoin. From a 
from a company standpoint, yes, a lot of analogies, be like Bitcoin, sell like Bitcoin, be consistent, do everything 10 minutes, build a process, don't build a product that they're just going to have to rent, build something people can buy, so to speak. Uh, yes. But that's kind of my thought on that, I guess, because sales is interesting. Sales is a two part thing. If you only think about sales from your company standpoint, then yeah, but you got to think about what somebody's buying. Like, who are you to the customer and what does the market need? What does the market want versus just like and, you could be. So are you, selling, are you selling a want product or are you selling a need product? Right. Because if you're selling bread at the store, uh, you're, there's not going to be a lack of demand. Right. But right. But, but are you selling. Uh, are you selling classic cars? And in some guy, cases in America, because of how the economy works and how the economy works with sales, does your product get reimbursed by insurance companies or not? And that's a lot more industries than just healthcare. Absolutely. Man. Well, there are so a lot of things that are so anti-Bitcoin, in my opinion, in the marketplace yeah. like that, in the sales True. in the middle. Because insurance, like sales, good. Insurance, ultimately, like, hey, let's break it down to you. Insurance is a leech on it. It's like, it's not, insurance is something that's kind of like necessary now, but when, you know, money should just accrue value over time in a Bitcoin world. So therefore technologies to do things should accrue value. So all people need to do is just save, dude, this money's so valuable, work for some of it, just save some of it and you'll be fine. I mean, like, cool, like the population is declining, but Dude, do you see this AI stuff? Let's talk about that. Do you see all these AI chats? Dude, I mean, man, I have I'm just like, let's, let's have more babies and everything for sure. But <laughs> let's also acknowledge like AI is very uh, prevalent and maybe we won't need as many people. So maybe did you to get, that did you end. Huh? Did you ever get on it and play around with it yourself? No, I haven't yet, but it does look really interesting. I got I got on there over the weekend. It is pretty interesting. I asked it some questions and asked them like some complex questions and stuff, and it shot out answers and everything. I'll have to I'll have to shoot some in there, maybe post them on Twitter. But uh, yeah, it's really yeah, it is interesting. interesting stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. What I do you mean, think? Like, that's what do you think about that displaces a lot of the market. That displaces a lot of sales, bro. That displaces a lot of sales. Your company could literally be like, listen to this AI. Hey, this industry, build a product that's interoperable with this chat situation, this AI technology, right? Build it interoperable with this chat so that if somebody wants to buy from you, they click on this thing and they talk to this AI, okay? And you don't just build it for an industry. You literally build it for an entire marketplace. Like I sell tissue products. So you could have like 68 tissue products, right? And they all enter the same amount. They enter as much information as they want, honestly, to this fucking, or they enter as many published studies as they want to this AI, to this AI that's going to review the information. And then literally somebody comes and buys a product from this marketplace and they go, hey, I want to spend this much money. I want to buy this for this. What should I buy? And it literally, boop, AI is like, you should buy this. Just place the sales. If you have it interoperable with Bitcoin and like an app, application like that, AI is really takes out the need for a lot of shit. So that's why a money like Bitcoin is so important. You have to have a money that gives more value to the people than it does to the product because AI is going to fuck, dude, AI is going to wipe. Are you kidding? It's going to wipe out a lot of stuff just because it's cheaper. 
I mean, like, it's not like it took them a lot. They're saying it costs cents per, per conversation prior, for whatever cents. So it doesn't really, it's not going to cost money in the future. So just like do Bitcoin. I mean, like, that's where I kind of, that's where I kind of think the whole sales, uh, I mean, like, that's kind of, we're talking about sales process, how analogies, but I'm kind of just like, so AI thing, bro, is, you know, better, maybe it's going to be better for us to actually have a skill. I mean, don't get me wrong, customer relations and managing customer relations, because you can go talk to that person in person still and go like, hey, I know this is what the AI is saying. This is what we're saying. And you can go, there's going to be developing information that we haven't put into the AI yet. There's still a marketplace for sales, but it's not so like, it's not going to be so easy to just fool people. Honestly, if you just have AI who can discern, if people trust that to discern information for them in the future, what is the place for a lot of things? Because trust would be taken out. It would be given to these computers. So then you also need to be trusting AI, which... How many people would that need, you know, in the marketplace, what would they need to be doing? Like fix plumbing? Like we would be, dude, there would be, there'd be such an, we have like a golden age type situation. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause you know, with displacement in an industry, just like the industrial revolution, right? With displacement of an industry, um, because of technological innovation, I think it creates new industry, right? It creates um, new things that were not possible before that innovation was found right absolutely uh, and i think also an interesting piece though too is, and we're at an interesting time in history i mean the world's never been like it is today other than right now you know and and to think uh, and i'm thinking a little bit on the uh human mind and perception of the world and how how we interact because uh we can we can talk it for hours about bitcoin in this digital this digital you know, money that is, uh, you know, the hardest form of money that we know today. But the reality is that we do still live in physical bodies in the physical world on earth. Right. And like we live places and we can go outside and we drive cars around and like, that's how most people, uh, yeah. that's how a lot of people live. But, yeah. In the world. So, so my thought is with, uh, with, with AI, uh, and technology continuing to develop, it's almost uh, as if our mind, you know, doesn't think uh, or doesn't it doesn't it doesn't ask itself a certain level of questions uh, at, at a lower level. It, it continues to ask itself higher level questions. Think about this like this. OK, my great grandma, we, we were talking about this uh, at, at one point. She says nobody knows how to, you know, on paper with pencil do long division or multiplication, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I don't really remember how to do that at all. Like I remember learning it, but I don't ever use it. I use my calculator. Right. And so, uh, which is funny because now instead of thinking, having to think uh, to do the math, we just plug it into the phone and it does it for us. Right. Instead of, uh, instead of having to like do things more manually, as we dis disconnect our human thinking, our human experience from from the world that we interact with, um, you know, what does that do to the human brain and experience over time? You know, what does that do to like how you perceive the world? That's pretty. That's a wild question. I don't know. 
I mean, like it just. I, mean, you, I, mean, you know, I guess it's a it's a part it's a por portion of time preference, right? We're thinking about Bitcoin, right? The way that we interact and communicate economically uh, is impacted by how we perceive or prefer the future versus now, right? So then, if if we have these technological innovations, does that allow us uh, some new efficiency that we weren't able to use previously? That allows us to then focus on different. It depends on how the Bitcoin's utilized, and and it doesn't matter what the future is, in my opinion. Because if hmm. we live in a world where a bunch of countries really accept CBDCs, it becomes dark ultimately. Like there might still be Bitcoin. Don't get me wrong, Bitcoin will still definitely be a thing, but it'll kind of be on like an outskirts kind of way, you know, unless it's adopted majorly. Um, or Bitcoin could be like the saving grace in that sense, because what how, what future is it where you can have the technology, you know, we're talking about or what we want if there's not a money that basically like can how, how can you do a UBI? How can you promise housing to millions or billions of people if no there aren't enough jobs for anybody like if if unemployment is ultimately like instead of you know like six percent or 3.5 percent or whatever it is super low right now or four percent what if 20 percent is the new low or something like that i mean that's going to be pretty brutal so you need a money that you can hand to somebody and go like hey dude if i give you like a thousand sats a thousand sats think about that nick if i give you a thousand sats you can get a house or you could get you can get anything. Honestly, yeah, you can get a house. You can get uh, food for a year. You can feed a family of three on a thousand sats or something like that. And it's really out there because if you really divided all like everything that is truly out there by twenty one million, bro, like a sat is going to be like a lot. A sat is going to be like here's a sat. You know, like that's a gold. That's a utopia situation where if like we could really get society to be like one Satoshi is worth like groceries, all your groceries. And we're talking the nicest. We're talking from like all the local farms, all because Bitcoin localizes the world. We're talking all the local farms and everything for one sat. That, in my opinion, is the peak of economics for the earth. I mean, like, that's it. It's interesting. You know, we talk about uh, the effect of money on how people operate with the world. It's interesting, all this speculation we're talking about what the future could or could not be. Um, whenever, whenever the money becomes sound, it will naturally alter the markets and will naturally alter our perception of economic reality and will alter how we, uh, how we operate and make decisions in the world, right? Which will then create new results because we're taking new actions. Right. Which I think is what you see in a in a golden era where you have a huge burst in, you know, like, I mean, what, what happened in the original, like, enlightenment, enlightenment period? You had all this art and all this science and all this music and all this creative stuff, right? That I think if people, if people, right, we're talking human mind and experience, if people are too disconnected and and are too focused on, you know, social media, social media, anything that's like anything that's super short term, which I think social media is just the greatest example. Um, as we get more disconnected from that, because we don't have 
the ability to think long-term because we're incentivized not to, like when we have a broken money that inflates over time, that uh, inherently over time will impact the decisions that we make and ultimately the actions we take and the results that we receive. So, yeah. So I think, I think if we, when, when money becomes sound, when money becomes sound, we are inherently then going to shift our mind over time, which, you know, that's not like an overnight thing, like like the time value of money, but man, you think about generations, you know, like you think of tens of years or 50 years at a time, you know, now you're thinking a different time horizon, right? A different time preference, thinking further into the future, Uh, man, that's how, that's how, I mean, these look at all the huge cities around, around the world, like, they didn't just happen overnight, you know, like sure they've changed over time, but the centers where they were at um, was built over time, you know, it was built over hundreds of years, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know, kind of interesting how the human mind plays a role in all of it, you know, and the discipline that you have and how you live your life, it plays a huge role in what life is for you. Right. Well, that's super true. But I think like kind of the point in our society today is that, you know, you're a bit limited based on factors outside of your control, which technically speaking in a free market sucks because you should only be determined by like what your skill is or what you know or what your talent is or, you know, it shouldn't be there shouldn't be so much. Who do you know? Who do you trust? Like who can give you a job? Who can't you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can do all the right things, Nick, but not everybody can get like currently as it works, like because the money works a certain type of way. Not everybody in our economy can make $200,000 a year. It just doesn't work. Not everybody can make $100,000 a year. Not everybody lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Some people want to live in a city. Are we saying that they shouldn't be allowed to live in a city? I mean, like that's like some people would some people are trying to say, in my opinion, when they're like, you know, they tell people, it's like, well, you guys could just leave the city. It's like, well, you guys could leave your home. It's like, okay, well, they like the city. So it should be more of a focus to, okay, how do we make this, like, how do we make this work? And in my opinion, it's like, you can't really teach people, everybody to invest. Like you can't teach everybody to finance situations. You can't teach everybody to, um, I don't know, do everything. I mean, I do think like in the new world, it's easier to get an education online. So some of these things are going to be easier to do, but you still have to focus on, okay, what's the society we live in? And we live in an inflated society. I mean, like there is a problem right now because CPI is high and M2 is finally dropped. Meaning nobody's, you know, money's getting tight, basically. Like money in the marketplace is getting tight um, and inflation is still high. So therefore... People have less money. Inflation is still high. Not good. Demand's going way down. People aren't spending it. People don't want to spend it anymore. Um, and I think kind of like that's what I'm saying. Bitcoin fixes that for a lot of people, for a lot of situations. Because if all you have to do is, hey, hey, this, uh, all you got to do is save 50,000 Satoshis. Uh, and minimum wage is like 100 Satoshis an hour or something or 500 Satoshis an hour. You got to save 50,000. You have to do like divide it by like how many hours of work does it take for somebody to own a home that is worth the shit. <clears throat> and that's like where you got to build up a society from, in my opinion. 
How much does it take for these people to live in these cities where they want to live? And you have to build a society. And thank God people are so good at building technology that actually does make things cheaper if there was a money that allowed things to be cheaper. But inflation is a tool of the wealthy. I mean, that's that's historically proven. The wealthy use inflation to fix all their problems. They finance more money. They get bailed out. They, You know what I'm saying? Like bailouts happen. Government bailed people out. That's the most unconstitutional thing I think that's ever happened in the world. By the world reserve currency. And you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of messed up. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. It doesn't make any sense, especially from a Bitcoin perspective. I think that's where we're at, Nick. You know, like we're literally, we just like live. We're just like, I don't, I literally walk around like, I don't understand why everybody else isn't like a little more upset about this. Like, (laughs) like. It's like I make a lot of these paper dollars and they just there's no point to them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing like there's you know, you're getting them. And it's literally just like, OK, I can save some in an emergency fund. Fine. But I don't want any money, any more money than an emergency fund, because it's like, why do I want to save money? But, oh, I want to buy a house. Uh, OK, I guess I could buy a house. But how long do I want to save this money up for? And actually, before that, it was like oh, well, I could finance this thing for like 2.5%. So like I'll save up what? You know, 3.5% down. And that's a lot of people that own the homes, in my opinion. Yeah. So shift this conversation to how the dollar is influencing the housing market and demand. It's like, dude, a bunch of people just got these homes. But if a recession hits and these people start losing the ability to pay off their mortgages, things are going to hit. Things are going to get rocky. And I mean, like you can either be somebody who's ready for the long term or you're somebody who can save up the money and the mortgage is not going to be a problem or things are going to get tight because inflation hurts. Inflation hurts if you can't use like if they printed 40 percent of the money, in my opinion, then, okay, if you don't don't take 40 percent of your money and go immediately put all of that into an asset that inflates better than that inflation. You you lose. And so like ultimately everybody loses unless you have it's all a game of arbitrage in the in fiat world. Yeah, that's why I feel like so much power's been shifted to there's so much focus right now on billionaires and creationism. And I was listening to the Blue Collar Bitcoin podcast and a good question they asked was is the world more creationist or Darwinist? Is it more chaotic or is it more like people are pulling strings? And I think a lot of people think there's a lot of people pulling strings, myself included sometimes because I think that's part of it. But I think the other part of it is like, dude, it's just chaos. They, they just needed money. So they printed it. They, you know, they don't they, they were backed against the wall. You know, they're not that smart. They were like, ah, all right, let's print it. I mean, like they did it. We'll do it. They didn't read a history book just like anybody else doesn't. And we're repeating history just like a lot of people do. And Bitcoin doesn't care. So it's obviously going to do what it's going to do. Please don't get me wrong. But. You know, I also think part of this is just chaos. Part of this is just like multiple tribes trying to gain power. Maybe it's hundreds of tribes. Maybe it's 15 tribes. Maybe it's 10 tribes who have a lot of power. I don't know. But like, it's not like three people in the world. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just kind of chaos. But what do you think? Is it like chaos or is it more like, you know, people are just, it's just, hey, bro, it's just like two people. They got all the money. They're just doing everything. Or is it just chaos and then. You know, everything else is like, you know, I think that I think that the vast majority of people are trying to do the right thing and are trying to live good, honest lives. Um, and but then I think that there's like uh, a top a top class 
and, and it would be it would be kind of like a, kind of like a pyramid, right? Where the the larger class is more people, and as you go up, each layer gets smaller and smaller, right? But there's probably like you know like the highest level CEOs, right? And then there's like uh, certain politicians, but then there's uh, in political figures, right? But then there's also larger corporations that own all the corporations that have a ton of power and sway um, just based on where they move their money and their value, right? And the influence that they have to, hey, make this thing happen, make that happen. I think that that is probably real at some degree. I don't know to what degree, but, um, you know, one piece that you were saying earlier on, you know, on, on Bitcoin and you'd said something about AI um, displacing sales. Um, and I think that that's interesting because I think my, my opinion and perspective would be that um, would be that when when money becomes sound, that the human experience of things gets better, and it and sound money improves that experience. And I think that people um, have a natural like a natural urge to be around other people. I think that like. You know, there's certainly there's people that, you know, yeah, but like, what do you what, what stops what stops AI if AI is on these chats discerning Bitcoin from cryptocurrency? What stops that from people trusting or not even needing to trust there go building trustless sales processes and in other industries going like, well, if you're going to ask that question, then this is here's the product. You know what I'm saying? Like what stops that? Is my question. I mean, I think that I think that that happens, you know, for some sales roles and stuff. But I think that ultimately the world does and always will run on trust um, uh, in the sense that that the world is always going to be run by human beings and we're always going to be doing things together. And if we don't work together, then then we can we can't get past, you know, small groups. We can't we just can't get past that if we don't work you know, globally, like we're talking about with Bitcoin, if we don't do that, um, then we can't grow past a certain point. And for that reason, I think that human beings are always going to be seeking human interactions. They're going to be doing business uh, in person. I think that that is like natural in our being. I mean, we are physical bodies living on earth. I think that we are always going to have that. Now, now to your point, uh, into the point of the industrial revolution, some new innovation like AI replacing certain sales uh, um, roles in, in certain industries, right? Um, that can displace a whole industry or maybe the entire way that we operate with each other, much like the Industrial Revolution. But I think it then creates new, new, um, new industries, right? Like uh, new industries arise that we had never seen before. That's kind of what I see the path as. And uh, if we, so again, if we don't work together, we can't get to a point where, uh, where we do have these huge leaps in innovation. And, and I think, um, I think that sound money will improve, uh, the basis that we're building trust on, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, I, I do believe that the majority of people that are out there are trying to do good business, right? You know, I mean, I, I work, I work in a small company, um, and, uh, and we are we are doing business the right way, you know, and I think that there's a lot of people out there doing that. And I think that that is the way that the world would be run is by people doing good business, working together in teams. I think that that's what the world looks like on sound money. I think the world on sound money looks like 
a mark, take a marketplace, take an industry, take whatever you want, a group of things, a group of products and services, <clears throat> have a website that works with lightning and chat AI. <clears throat> People go to that website for certain things. Maybe it's the Tulsa, the Tulsa product, the Tulsa grocery, the Tulsa this, the Tulsa that. Or maybe say, you go in there to buy a laptop. Say that exact thing, and you just put your three preferences. I don't want to drive more than five miles. I don't want to spend. I want to spend this amount of money. I want to do this, and it takes you to the right grocery store, or it buys literally all the products for you, or you ask they. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's gonna take. It's gonna be websites, and so I think where people are gonna start, you know, to make money again is farming is producing good products is producing things that you can't cheat as much maybe like that's where money works i mean if it's still based on dollars in my opinion it's like okay you could have all of this stuff but what's people's incentive ultimately even once they get that money you know like ultimately it just works better on bitcoin if we adopt it more as a money but like i think that's why we could have the conversation like dude bitcoin in dollars is like it's stupid to think about you know, like it doesn't even matter because dollars are dumb. Like dollars, dollars only matter right now. But dollars in the future, like if it truly is inflated and they truly just, you know, double the money supply, it's all kind of screwed. It'll kind of play itself out. Um, what like, OK, like it, it, dollars is like not something you really should think about so much. You should just think about what is the best product and service I can build. So when the, this Bitcoin wave comes in. People still want to buy my product. People still need my service. And it's going to get real like, it's just going to, I think it's just going to flush out BS a lot easier because it's, oh, where do you go to buy your uh, groceries? Well, we still use whatever it's called. What's that shit? What's it called? Uh, Instacart. But now on Instacart, when you load up the website, it asks you three questions. And it's like the AI just directs you to like, it. What diet are you on? What do you? How much money do you want to spend? Where do you want to go? The AI just goes filters through everything within a fifteen mile radius, and it goes. Well, you can go here, 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 and it can do. It's gonna be able to do that. Boom, like that. And then, how do you want to pay? Oh, Lightning. Boom, it's there. Transaction done. Groceries one. And I think that also incentivizes local markets because then grocers are like they just want to get stuff for cheap. And the cheapest place would be like somebody growing a local and just being like, here, driving it over, like, here, here's all my stuff. You don't want to pay for even the logistics at that point. It's really all just in having a website and the, like, the marketplace built in. So I don't know. Like, I feel like that's where chat AI takes it. It's just like Bitcoin is the best future possible because if it's money, if it's dollars, you will still make this money. <clears throat> but it'll still be with like, I don't know, you'd be waiting 30 days or you'll have to figure out a place to invest it in the very least. Uh, but we could still use cash. I mean, like cash is hey, a liquid form of money. Everybody likes cash. Hey, nobody does not like cash. I like cash. You like cash. Everybody likes cash. <clears throat> but the point of cash is it's worthless. Everybody wants to throw it in the air and gamble with it and do stupid stuff. And maybe that's still in the future. Maybe there's a place for cash. I don't know. Or maybe but, they want it so the government can't see what they're doing. Right. But ultimately, the trustless situation here would be trusting this AI Bitcoin website that you just buy things on instantly. And the pay, and why would the people selling you want to do that? Well, if they transact with it, they just entirely cut out 
hold the media it's just in their it's in their wallet it's right there i mean like it just makes it easier and with strike it's already proven you can do it for zero dollars and zero cents doing it lightning straight to cash i mean like the technology base is already there so i think that's my favorite future to think about is like the super localized market where it's like nick can just own a farm again with like one bitcoin and it costs him like two bitcoin a year to run this farm but he produces like freaking a lot of crop and a lot of stuff and he just gets to do it the right way because he can make a ton of money just doing it the right way at the grocery like the local grocers and all of a sudden you're getting good shit i mean like i think that's like the best because local is the best especially when they like i don't know when you're supported by a broader system but you can get everything locally for a very cheap price that's i think that's yeah. the best i mean it just gives you the opportunity i think that's interesting yeah i think that that makes sense you know because a, a small localized economy uh, is going to have more ownership of where it where it is right of that locality right it's going right. to have more ownership and um it's going to take better care of things right i mean we're talking about it's lowering time investment is incentivized the whole thing lowers time preference and allows people to think more about, Hey, let's, let's build something here. You know, let's build yeah. families. Let's build, you know, something for the long term. Well, also it gives people more time to do practical things. Like who's going to build the roads. Well, I bet people are going to have time to build roads now. Like I bet you they're going to have time now. They're going to be selling nothing. They're going to be building roads. Like that's what they're going to be doing. Well, there's robots that are going to do it. No, they're going to be running the companies to build the roads. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. They're going to be like offering the product. Like we, event like yeah technology just wipe out a lot of things but if the money's so good at a certain point it's not the most important topic now that's like in my opinion like we're like i feel like almost 500 years in the future like the bitcoin future if it really works out yeah because in a bitcoin future where it really works out money is like the least important thing in the world there's only 21 million so don't get me wrong it's scarce don't get me wrong there's still maybe maybe some hardship maybe not but if you're actually able to build a worldwide economy utilizing only 21 million or 2.1 quadrillion satoshis uh i think it's going to be pretty strong i think it's going to be pretty efficient i think that people are going to be happy or i think an overlord's going to run it i don't know like it's going to be uh you know what i'm saying like but i do think that the decentralization and like all those kinds of things are true so it, it really does work itself out it's like it's crazy bitcoin is wild but in the 500 year future it's like all somebody needs to do is acquire not one Bitcoin. All somebody needs to do is acquire 10,000 Satoshis in their entire life. And it's like, all right, you made enough money. Just buy a couple robots or whatever technology we built because this guy didn't have to actually acquire $1 billion worth of something to do this lab experiment. You know, there's just more people, smarter people doing more lab experiments because the cost to entry is so much lower. I mean, like, in my opinion, the whole deflationary thing, it's it's good like if you it's only good if you can build an economy where you can still accomplish like the logistics and the sales process like if you can truly cut out a lot of that stuff through trustless processes with ai then you know i mean like who needs homelessness if they only need five satoshis for a year you know what i'm saying like well i mean eventually if we can feed somebody all their groceries on one satoshi you know what i'm saying saying that's like way in the future but the more you utilize a satoshi the more it's able to purchase in another world is really good in our world today that would be a catastrophe because we need to probably slow the process into it because it's like how much money is in derivatives 
how much money is just in the world, how much cash, so to speak, is already in the world. Divide that by 21 million, and that's how much everybody's really worth, unless you already own Bitcoin. Then it's like, oof. And how much already has been lost and all this all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the money, so to speak, the goal, I think, for society is like the least, it needs to be the least important thing. And the next thing, AI, what we're talking about, man, that could cut out the rest of it. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is like, hey, Nick, I need some corn. Okay, bro, I got you. <laughs> Nick's done for. Nick's done for four months. He got. He gave the town corn. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, good crop this year, Nick. Thanks, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, if all you need is fifteen hundred satoshis for your whole family, I mean, like, who knows? And as we know, internet and education is our. That's displaced. Education has been displaced by the internet. You can learn more on the internet right now than you can learn in college. Guarantee it. It's about motivation. It's not about where you're at. So the internet itself has already displaced a lot of things. In my opinion, it's just more about the fundamentals. You know, like the the only thing that I think humans, I guess, will have to judge for themselves is law. I don't think we'll ever trust AI for law. But language, uh, like communication, sales, AI, money, paradigm, Bitcoin, transformation ai will be good for a lot of other things obviously like there's other technologies and robots but i think that's uh what was the guy talking about he's like we haven't we we've innovated language we've innovated law but we've never innovated money well it's like ai is the true innovation of communication because it's like who do you need to trust you just ask just ask jeffrey jeffrey ain't gonna lie to you bro jeffrey's just telling you straight up what's good hey am i fat jeffrey Yes, sir, you're blah, blah, blah. Like your statistics are really bad. And then you go buy money with Bitcoin. It's like, well, how does Bitcoin work? Well, they just keep it up and running by mining these blocks or then securing the network for transactions as well. They get Satoshis off of that. And these miners, it's like, well, how does that future actually work out? Miners need to be able to eventually make it like feed their families where it's like a really like, I don't know. It's either really easy to mine the Bitcoin because the technology is so like cheap to mine it and everybody just has miners or mining capabilities are so like powerful and the price of a Satoshi is so worth it. They still want to like process transactions right after like 2135. I feel like that's like where the there could be an issue in this future I'm talking about. It's like 2135 is a big deal because if we don't at, at that point, if the world isn't ready for a money to basically like the incentive plan for Bitcoin to basically give out. The world's not ready in 2135. It'll be all hell breaks loose because all of these people who are just mining Bitcoin, like are just going to go, well, what are we doing this for? Like Satoshi's like now we're going to have to charge more and then it's going to defeat the whole purpose of it because then it's going to be like, how much can I get out of this? And we need to cut out the, the taking money for transactions in society. If you're talking about a utopia, that's not good. God, it's not good. Like charging 300 basis points per transaction to a business to your mom and pop shop. That's just selling sweaters. You know what I'm saying? Mom just wants to make a few sweaters. Okay. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. 2135 is big. If we think about that or whatever that year is. Well, you got to wonder if the miners could ultimately become the central authorities, right? If they set like who sets the, the, the going rate for the fee, who sets the fee? on on bitcoin right because after after no operators node operators do all, everybody votes on it no 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 node operators do transaction so if you have a node and you're transacting on lightning you pretty much control what you take 
when it goes to the layer one. Strike just takes like zero, so it's like it, it's the lowest you can do. And the there's lower. If you have your own, layer. if you have your own node, it's zero because you just do it on your on your own. But but you can't you, mine it into the network though, right? So you still have to. No pay. nodes don't mine. Nodes don't mine. So nodes, nodes don't mine. mine. But, but if I wanted to buy Bitcoin, I can't. I can't process and verify that transaction myself. Yeah, a yeah, miner yeah. has to mine it and verify it, find the correct hash to mine it into the Bitcoin network, add the block onto the chain, and then I can verify that. But I do still depend on the miner. Yeah, but a node, uh, but a node in a sense is like the scalability, and then Lightning nodes are essentially like the mass scalability. Yeah, but layer but, one but nodes, miners, layer one nodes themselves are still important, but Lightning nodes are like the scalability aspect of it. And if you have a Lightning node. You know, right now, the expertise on a lightning node, if you really are building a service out of a lightning situation, you're like a genius right now. Like Strike just looks so smart for something in 100 years that'll probably be like, oh, yeah, you remember when Jack Mahler did this with, with, with Strike? What a genius. What This guy was so smart. He figured out how to just like boot pop it into US dollars, boot pop it into Bitcoin and do it for free over lightning and super fast for cheap. And that's what everybody uses. Like there's a future in that sense. So... I think that is like majorly important because on the money aspect of Bitcoin, it has to play out. I mean, like it, it somewhat, it has to accrue value, but I don't really think that's going to be its problem once some companies like Strike and things like that are really like expanding it. But nodes do verify transactions, nodes process transactions. That's the whole point of the Lightning Network is you have these Lightning nodes that process these transactions. Then you send all of these transactions down and a miner gets to mine like a bunch at the same time. Um, but you can do it for super cheap because they're all processed in like one little block when they normally would be like one big block, which is why, you know, Bitcoin layer one is not as scalable. So it, miners are just as important, but they get fees in a different way as node operators and lightning. They also take a percentage as well. So that's why it's not entirely free. You know what I'm saying? Like miners or the lightning node operators have to figure out what's it going to cost them. So they need to charge you something to process it because of electricity. They can't, they can't just do it for free, right? Because there is a just no for free. energy connection. Can't just do it for free. But if you're processing millions of transactions, you know, and it really doesn't, it doesn't really cost you anything. You just have to run a node. It costs you like as much, like a little more electricity in your apartment. And then you need to obviously communicate with a layer one find a place to buy the Bitcoin, so to speak, if you're an exchange, because at a certain point, the Lightning Node is an exchange, unless you're just getting straight Bitcoin. But then you just go Lightning Node, boop, pop it into a Bitcoin node, but somebody's going to process all these transactions from these Lightning Nodes, and they have to do it, like, instantly for free. And miners at the Layer 1 don't, you know, it's a little more, it's a little more expensive, a little more energy intensive, because every 10 minutes, It'll only be every 10 minutes. And if you think about the worldwide transactions, that's why you have to build something on Lightning that's so almost as durable as Bitcoin, but not, you know what I'm saying, not as perfect because it's still so important, like majorly important that Lightning holds up. Or well, else light, Lightning, up. there's not miners that mine on the Lightning network, is there? No, that's why it's, it's node operators on the Lightning network. Okay. But they still process transactions down to the layer one. Yeah. And so, because uh, I know that the Lightning Network is interoperable with Bitcoin, but it is still uh, controlled by central authorities, right? 
I mean, if, well, if you're operating, yeah. Yeah. if you're operating with Strike, mm-hmm. um, you are you are submitting to their central control. Now you can run your own Lightning network or your your own Lightning node, right? And you can process your own Lightning transactions, and you can process down to the yeah. Uh, Strike is also just an exchange, and right now that is how. That's the easiest way to acquire Bitcoin right now is to do it on an That's exchange. That's a neobank, right? Yeah, it's a neobank, and it's also an exchange at the same time right now because of how it's functioned. But, um, yeah, I mean, Strike, it, like, we still need exchanges. But in the future, it'll be like you have a Bitcoin wallet. You have a Bitcoin wallet. Go get some Bitcoin. Somebody's going to pay you for these. You got apples? Cool. Get a Bitcoin wallet. Somebody's going to pay you, and then you're going to have Bitcoin on your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Like, there will be other ways to acquire Bitcoin other than buying on an exchange. But right now, that's why it's treated as a speculative asset because the easiest way to acquire it is to just be, buy. In an, be in an exchange. And then he's like, oh, you think you own it and you think the exchange is buying it, but who knows? That's why I think this whole self-sovereignty thing is also alone going to make Bitcoin get more expensive because now it's pretty clear to institutions. How do you really acquire Bitcoin? Oh, do it on your own wallet. Just you need like we need more institutional grade security like products like I think swan is building you know what i'm saying and then it's like once big companies can trust that they can acquire on their own hard wallets like ten thousand bitcoin and they know that it's straight they're going to start doing it and they're going to do it through like strike or they're going to do it through somebody because it's the cheapest way to do it on an exchange so to speak and then once we start transacting and it's going to be like just get a bitcoin wallet but i think that's where we're at kind of like you know where we still need like the problem in bitcoin right now is we still need the exchanges to acquire the bitcoin so to speak like you you need to get it somewhere you need to give somebody cash for your bitcoin right now it's not like you know you're working and they're just like cool we have you know a reserve of 10 bitcoin at this business we you know we just pay in bitcoin and we you know it's not like that's how it works right now it's pretty easy, in my opinion, to see how it could work like that. You know, like we're a big entity. It's like, hey, I have 20 Bitcoin. I'm going to start a business now and I'm going to pay people. And so, I, I mean, I can see where that works. Like, I, I mean, it really wouldn't be that complicated. It would actually be very uncomplicated. You work for this many Satoshis an hour. This is how many I pay you. It's here. Boom, out of my wallet here. Easy. It would actually be pretty easy. And there, and there would probably be services. Think about this. There would probably be services that you could connect to your wallet to where it had access, you would give it access, right? And think about this on as like a company, right? A company uses, say, um, t- uh, what is it? Um, not TurboTax. What's the one that everybody connects to their business to run all their accounting and stuff through? QuickBooks. QuickBooks. Everybody runs their accounting and stuff through QuickBooks, or a lot of companies do, right? Uh, now think about like payroll. Um, payroll could be set up to where the company gives access to a specific payroll wallet, right? That they only direct payroll funds to payroll Bitcoin. And that, that service dictates, and it's, it can be an AI service to say on these days, pay these people this, this amount, you know, based on the hours and take an account, you know, time off schedules that are included as well. Right. You can schedule it all up with AI or whatever the fuck, you know, and you can schedule, uh, you can schedule all that stuff to happen. And, and this is a system that can be set up and run on the Bitcoin network and automated as well, which is really cool. Um, because uh, then at that point, I'll, I'll, once you get the system to manage set up, all you have to do is make sure that there's more coming in than what is going out. 
and and you'll continue to build right well that's what yeah that's kind of where like in a bitcoin future it's like okay the sole proprietor is easier because it's also like what do you like if you need a tax you know what are you taxing for it could be super transparent over like a bitcoin blockchain like situation like a like a side chain or a website that i don't you know because if we're saying that we still need centralized authorities to build things or at least delegate situations we still need them at that well i think i think another big piece of this too is financial services in the sense of uh people helping other people manage their money right because uh because you know sound money does not fix somebody that doesn't know how to manage their money that they got coming in right so i think that there is still going to be services where people are helping people learn how to take control of their finances right to make their finances work properly um, which is really just a matter of budgeting and then i think setting good systems in place to where you can automate your savings and what you spend and um, all of that kind of stuff. You know, like I, there's, there's, I use ways where I, uh, we've got all, a lot of our stuff just automated to where it all works and saves properly in different accounts and different areas. It's all done automatically. I think that stuff like that, people are going to need help implementing. And I think that that's still going to be a good service. And I think that those services are much more valuable when you are operating with a sound money that w- where you're not working against a headwind, right? Think about the plane that's taken off into a headwind it's just it's just more difficult to do the same thing than if that that headwind wasn't there and i think what what a sound money does is removes that headwind right and you can maybe even argue that it puts you a, a tailwind uh it puts a tailwind once, to, you to where once, you're being pushed once once you get through some pretty rough times depending on how it's adopted Depends you know, it's, how it's adopted. we're talking about we're talking about sound money right so that's like a new technology it's a technology that could be more compared to like when they discovered fucking when they discovered alcohol or whatever they discovered the first time they realized they could get messed up. They could get a different electricity. electricity. It's more comparable to one of those. So it's more like we're these monkeys and we just found this crazy technology, in my opinion, that's way ahead of its time. It'll be really interesting to see how we adopt Bitcoin because it's like the Internet. It's way ahead of its time. The world's not ready to be divided by 21 million. It's it, it would be if it had to do it right now. If every single person in America had to get liquid right now for everything they supposedly own, it would be a very, 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 very bad situation. And that is ultimately what Bitcoin is proving: is that it would be a better world if everybody was liquid, if everybody had ownership of everything that they actually owned, if everybody could actually pay for everything that they could buy. It would be a better world. And that, in my opinion, is like if you wanted to argue one thesis over the other, I would say that is true. But the world today, if you had to divide it by 21 million right now, look at split. Uh, it was the world would burn. So we have to like on ramp people to the situation. It has to deflate. But yes, I do believe like what you're saying, once it's adopted and once you get through that period, it'll help businesses go boom, because it's like like you just said, all you got to do is take more in. Then you put into it and you are making money. And there's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's and the money that you make. It's like, well, what do you want to do with it? Well, every Satoshi that I make is worth a lot. It can do a lot for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be harder to make the money or it might really like squeeze out businesses once we get to 21 million. And that's why I'm saying like how we adopt this money or how we do this 
so to speak, is going to be pretty interesting to watch because it's like, what did we just walk ourselves into as people? <laughs> it's like this crazy uh, reality check of a world. It literally reality checks the world. I mean, it's great. And, and honestly, like, if you're an, a logical or an honest person, everybody in the world needs a reality check. You all, we all need our own reality checks every day. I mean, like we're just people, we're, we're not perfect. So Bitcoin is like, you know, I sent Nick this thing, this clip earlier. I was listening to this person. I don't remember what he was talking about religion basically, but Bitcoin dude is like Bitcoin, in my opinion, in it being trustless and a lot of its properties is like the best print, the best principled thing to live by right now is like, if you're a Bitcoin person, you're like, dude, debt, bad. Make money, good. Track what you do, good. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Low, uh, have a low time preference, good. Like, think way into the future. So if, like, you live by Bitcoin, you're probably going to be rather successful because you're viewing things different and you're looking for quality over quantity a lot of the time. You're also looking at, like, I don't know, you're looking at scenarios and you're just going, all right, like that's good, but like how long how long could that be good for? You know what I'm saying? Like what are we working at here? It allows you to assess markets differently than other people because you're like, okay, but like how long is this going to be good for? How good are you against the competition? If you're thinking from a Bitcoin perspective, you're like, or how good are you? You know what I'm saying? Like are you really that good? Because you have to that goes into the whole saying like nobody don't trust verified. That's the whole Bitcoin thing. And it's true. In my opinion, it's just true naturally. It's not like a cliche saying. It's just like that's if, if you really are a Bitcoin dude, you're just going to like, yeah, so like how long is that going to work for? How durable is that thing? You know, you just ask all the questions. You're just kind of an asshole. But not because you're an asshole, just because you're like, hey, if this whole Bitcoin thing's true, the next 100 years are going to be tough, brother. You know what I'm saying? So like you got to build something that people want, okay? Not something like you got to build something people need too. You got to build something good, especially if it's frivolous. It better be good. And that's where you produce, in my opinion, like really good art. You don't want a bunch. You don't want like the, everybody to be an artist, in my opinion. Now, you want a money so good that you can be an artist, but you don't want, you know, you don't want everybody being an artist, man. You don't want everybody on Instagram being Instagram models, dude. You want people doing things that are productive, that are good. And you need a money that incentivizes that, not a money that makes it easy to shoot a porno and get 10 grand. You know, like that's, that's not what you need. And that's honestly, that's the world we live in. You just want to get some of this funny money and it's, there's a lot of funky ways to do it. You want a world where it's hard to acquire money, in my opinion. And, or at least it means something, right? Yeah. I mean, like you want to be, and it can't be devalued. I mean, at the very least, you should be able to want to save your money. I mean, like you got to want to save it. And at this point, after the whole situation, I don't care if your bank gives you 3% APR. They literally said the Fed is more on average since 1971, an average of 4%, not an average of like two or three. So I don't care what bank you're at. Your savings account's losing you money. And I'd rather take my shot in this new technology, this new world, Bitcoin, if I'm going to save a lot of money. You know, right now I'm young. At the end of the day, I'll, you know, like we were just discussing, Ain't hard to go get some of it if you really want some cash, bro. If you really need some cash, there's a, there's a lot of ways to go about doing that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do a lot of funny things for money right now. So um, that's why I choose to save in Bitcoin because at least in the world that I'm supporting, I'm like, hey, 
I want this money to mean something. I want, I, I'm not going to like, I'm buying this and I'm not, I'm not going to go through the process of at all giving it up unless it's perfect. Unless it's it. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's what I need, what I have to do. That's why I'm okay with saving, you know, a, a healthy percentage of who I am in Bitcoin because yeah. it's like, all right, I'll get liquid. We'll deal with the, we'll deal with the taxes. I've owned it for more than a year, so to speak. We'll, we'll do, we'll figure out a way to do that. Yeah. You know? Because in my opinion, it's only twenty one million. So that alone is like worth. That alone is worth probably a hundred trillion dollars or something. And then the fact that it can transact for free is probably worth another hundred trillion. And then like the fact that you can probably just build a website with AI, like we were just talking about, and do lightning. How that's probably that. that here's another hundred. You know, that's here's all the market. So like in my opinion, Bitcoin is going to swallow it up. Which is good, man. You want people to be able to pursue their passions and like if they can just save money, it's straight. And that's a world I want to live in. I don't hate anybody. Like you do what you want to do. But in the world today, we have a lot of people like myself. I do sales. Do I want to do sales? Who wants to do sales if they're not the owner of the company? If you're not the person who's like, it's your business. You know what I mean? You can get as you can get as excited as you want. You can love it as much as you want because I really do like my job personally. I know you like your job. It's like, it's fun to do sales, but at the end of the day, like who wants to do that? It's a mechanism of our economy where it's like, it's a necessity right now because companies need good people to do it. So it's a place where you can make money naturally quickly, but I just, Hey, listen, in another life, I'd just be like in, I'd already be in Wyoming or Colorado, something like that. And I would just have a couple mini golf courses, man. I'd just be there every day, mini golfing, just chilling. Like that's what I would be doing. That's that's what I, that's all I want. But I couldn't do that right now and support a family. Hey, and, speaking of that, we actually uh, when we were on our little our little long weekend vacation, we saw a ton of mini golf courses, and uh, we were talking about you because I've told I've told uh, Janae and uh, and my mom and them. And Joe, I've told them about um, your your deal with uh, mini golf courses. That's like talking about my like, social betting app that we were creating at all mini golf things. You know, uh, yeah. I think I told you I did tell Janae about that one. I think yeah, it's uh, unfortunately on the back burner because at the end of the day, like I think my goals are bigger than even doing a, a, a mini golf chain nationwide, a mini golf chain. A nationwide mini golf chain that people respect. Nonetheless. <laughs> That's what I want, but I think I want to do some things yeah, about yeah. industries to give me more money so that like maybe when I'm like low key, like money retired, like time retired, so to speak, I just go, all right, time for me to do my mini golf thing. Time for me to be like nationwide. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's also like my thing, like if I don't become a billionaire or a millionaire or a a, a, a own 50 Bitcoin or something like that, or a hundred Bitcoin or something like that. Um, well, then I guess I'll just maybe eventually I'll just get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to run this mini golf course, make enough money. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much. This is what I'm going to do. Thanks. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it could work both hey, at the end of the day, it's what makes you happy, right? Yeah. Eventually I'm going to get to that life of owning the mini golf course, whether it's nationwide brand, or just the best goddamn mini golf course in the suburb. You know what I'm saying? And my kids are killing it. You know, like that's fine with me too. Well, you but know what? I want. You know what, you know what makes me happy? Hanging out here with you every week, getting to hang out, talk about life, talk about Bitcoin. Uh, 
I thought this was a fun conversation. If you guys thought it was a fun conversation, give us a like. Uh, shoot it around to your friends. Share it with your, with your peeps. Um, come check us out down here on Twitter at Nick and Griff Show. Chat with us over there. That's N-Y-C-A-N-D-G-R-I-F-F-S-H-O-W, Nick and Griff Show. Uh, if you're not watching, we do a video on Spotify and on YouTube, so go check that out. And uh, Griff, do you have anything to leave us with today? Buy some Bitcoin. Not financial advice. It's just life advice. Buy the coin. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace.